I'm WSB's Mark Aram. Depend on the WSB Breaking News Center for immediate, for immediate breaking news, severe weather alerts, or a traffic red alert whenever and wherever they strike. Immediately accurate WSB. Depend on it. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I want this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. Welcome to the show and a good Friday to you. Mark Aram here, you there. Hope you had a great work week and a great weekend plan. I'm going to kick your weekend off right now with a major celebrity interview. One of my favorite actors of all time, and I'm sure yours, the legendary Sean Astin. Sean, thanks so much for joining the Mark Aram Show. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. I I literally could talk. I know I have limited time with you. I could talk to you for days, um, but I, I, I want to start off with the reason why why you're on the show tonight. You are doing something that I've never done and probably will never do, and that's run a 5K race. Tell me about this. All right, well, first of all, I'm a marathon runner. I'm about to run Boston, and it'll be my... Yeah, with a, with an important organization. I'm not. I haven't, haven't actually qualified for Boston, um, but it's my. Uh, uh, it'll be my tenth full marathon. So I'm like, I don't look like a marathon runner, but I, what I realize is, if you put one foot in front of the other and you keep going until someone says stop, you can actually finish a marathon. But but this particular thing we're talking about is a uh, a 5K based on. It's not really a charity per se, but it's a thing that I started a few years back called Run Third, and the it's it's a long it's a, there's a long explanation for it, but basically, um, in response to a challenge to uh, from the LA Marathon a few years ago that said like, hey, you got to choose to run for something, and I'm like, huh, I don't know what I'd run for. I was like, well, running is very personal to me. I'm I, it's selfish. It's how I keep healthy, keep mentally you know, clear and mm-hmm. how I, I, you know, I think it's a good example to set for my kids that, so they can see that I'm, I'm, you know, choosing to do something healthy. So I run first for myself. That's just a selfish thing. And then I run second. I would say if I had to choose something, I'd run for my wife and kids. But that's not really the spirit of their, their challenge. So I'm like, okay, who would I run third for? I'm like, you know what? I run third for you. You know, there's so many things that I could choose. Um, you know, there's my mom is a, a bipolar sufferer. Uh, there's been, you know, so much in our family and around that has, that we've cared about. But I don't want to choose one thing, so I'll run third for you know, capital Y O U. And basically, it was like a a Twitter challenge, like an, like, hey, make a dedication. Who would you have me run third for? And it was very beautiful. People would say like, run third for my dad who has Alzheimer's, or run third for my uh, daughter who's autistic, or my my you know family member who's in the military or that kind of thing and it became this wonderful like twitter stream where you go through and and you see all these dedications and i would wear like hashtag r-u-n-3-r-d on my hat or i'd write it in my leg and sharpie and like you know if i do that or anybody else does it the idea is you're running on behalf of all those people so it's just a moment to like prompt people to say hey think about somebody else for a second and and we'll all kind of we'll all kind of jump in on this pay it forward sort of idea so now i get it because i saw the run third hashtag and i'm like well, he's trying to get in third place. I get it. All right, that's that's a, an admirable <laughs> goal. The third place in any runner, you getting? Yeah, that's uh, that's that's great, man. I yeah, so so it's just been this this Twitter. Um, 
campaign, I guess you could call it, or just kind of uh, whatever you want to call it. But uh, but now we've turned it into like an official run. Um, the, this married couple, the woman, the uh, Mindy's a coach, uh, like a teacher and an after school uh, coach for these uh, these middle school kids. She like they don't have a lot of structured activity, so she put together a running program for them. And uh, so you know, and uh, the. The money that's raised from the registration fees for this 5K are going to go towards uh, hers and other, uh, and they're, in, by the way, Mesa, Arizona. Uh, we're going to go towards, you know, the kids can have good shoes so they can pay for the registration fees. So they, can, they, they can travel to some of these cool things. They've done like half marathons together, and that's how it started. And then it's kind of getting, it's kind of growing beyond that. But but it's April 11th, it's in a week. And um, what we did, obviously, I wouldn't think that you're, uh, that, that people from Atlanta, there are people coming from all over the place to Arizona, but but a lot of the people are doing what we call an, uh, uh, a, a virtual run, mm-hmm. kind of online. They sign up, and then they run it. You know, you can run at your own pace. You can run with somebody or not with somebody. You can do it on your treadmill. You can do whatever. It's sort of an, an honor system thing. But then you know that you're participating in this in this uh, thing that I that I created called called Run Third. So, so, it's so run how, can my, how can my listeners in Atlanta participate in this? Uh, the... the the official site is runthird5k.com, but that's going to be complicated for people listening to it. So they can just go to my public Facebook page. Just if they just you know do Sean Aston Facebook, they can go there and there's a sign up button right at the top of the the page there. And there's also a little video that kind of explains what I just said, but with music and pictures. <laughs> it's like uh, you know I can't. I'm not just like hey come do my charity thing. It's like okay hold on sit down. I'm going to like explain a whole thing to you. But very cool. Um, but that's it. That's why you know usually when I when I do my radio morning call things is to promote a movie or a TV show or something like that. And this time it's like, well, no, this is kind of like... And anybody who's a runner who's listening knows exactly what I'm talking about. But for people that aren't, like, you know, my mom is, uh, you know, has had, she's 68 and she's mm-hmm. had heart challenges, but bypass surgery and, you know, all that stuff. And she's going to do it, but she's going to do it, uh, you know, in sort of a, a walk, you know, kind sure. of thing. We'll As, that's thing. what I would do, too. I would, I would be walking it. <laughs> Good. Well, we could we could well, we can all walk it together, and it's it's pretty cool. You know, we've got um, people have registered from all fifty states and a whole bunch of different uh, countries. So we set a goal of a th- no. I set a goal of a thousand, which is kind of a really really high goal for a, a brand new five k. Um, but Chris, the uh, and Mindy who are putting it together have just done such a great job, and and we've got about seven hundred twenty five people. So uh, and we like you get a, when you sign up, you get a medal like the finisher's medal, which we it design is really cool. I, I mean, I don't like I said for runners who uh, are listening to your show that they'll know what a finisher's medal are. But medals are just great. These little, a little trophy <laughs> you put it on your neck. You can stick it in the closet. You can do whatever you want with it. But it's a uh, it's a beautiful little thing. A T-shirt comes with it, and you know, and like that. Uh, Sean Austin joining us on on the station uh, on the show tonight. Check it out. Uh, Run three rd five k dot com. Now, Sean, you and I are about the same age, so I've grown up with you and your career. Um, I guess starting back from Goonies all the way up to the Lord of the Rings and everything in between. Um, and, and I just I, you've you've had so many good movies, that I, but there's one movie I'm sure you haven't talked a lot about on these interviews, and okay. and that's going to be Toy Soldiers. Gosh. Which is one of my great favorite movies of all time, and of all the movies you've done, like I think that one is is ripe for being remade. I think we could get a modern day twenty fifteen telling of Toy Soldiers going. Absolutely. Are you kidding? In this in this age, this uh, of of uh, 
yeah, it's. It, I mean, for the audience who doesn't know, it's basically a, about a, a boarding school that gets taken over by terrorists and and the the kids. It's sort of a, a kid empowerment thing. It's kind of like uh, kind of like Die Hard for little kids. It's funny that you mentioned it because my daughter, my oldest daughter, was uh, watching, is sort of checking out uh, 1980s movies, and she really likes the hair that people have. And she looked at it and she's like, <laughs> "Dad, your hair is so great. It's like a 1980s haircut, you know." So your but, your uh, hair was I, legendary. It would absolutely, be perfect for remake. I mean, in this in this era, I think it's um, uh, those those it's a it's an empowerment thing. That's that's what it feels like. Like you know, I used to sit in school and wonder, you know, like if something happened, what would I be like a hero or what would I do? And that that kind of movie lets you it's sort of it's a fantasy, really. But a- absolutely, I mean, again, we're the same age, so I saw that. And I'm like, I, I would totally be doing what they're doing now. And it was kind of like uh, my you know, Red Dawn got a lot of uh, publicity, but that was a little older than me. But you and in Toy Soldiers, I was like, man, that's how it would go down if I was in private school <laughs> and we got taken hostage. Well, God forbid anybody would have it, but movies are an escape thing and sometimes, and, and it, uh, it definitely was that for me making it. It was really fun to do that movie. So I, I love it. But you're right, blast from the past, man. I absolutely love it. Sean, thanks so much for joining us. Best of luck. Again, it's uh, run3rd5k.com. Get all the information. And uh, Sean is a must-follow on Twitter, at Sean Aston. Best of luck on the run. Thanks and- so much for having me. And good luck uh, raising money for the uh, Run Third concept. Thanks so much. It's, it's basically the, the money is to benefit after-school running programs. That's basically the idea. Fantastic. Thanks again, Sean. Thank you. Well, there he was, Sean Astin, star of stage, screen, film, and apparently a uh, a runner. I didn't didn't peg him as a marathon runner. Judd Higginbotham from the WSB News team joins me in studio now. Sean, Mark? Sean Astin, that's a hell of a career that dude had. He's got a great career. If you're in Goonies, you've done something. Yeah. If, if you can act along with Corey Feldman, you definitely <laughs> And hold something. your own. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, he in was a big a, way. And he was with a sloth, star. too. And, and you heard in the interview there, like, we're, he's a little older than me, but when Goonies came out, I was kind of in that Goonies age bracket, yeah. and I was like, oh, I'd love to be a Goonie, you know? And then he did... Uh, uh, what was the movie I, I mentioned to him? Son of a biscuit! I forgot. Toy Soldiers. Did you ever see Toy oh, Soldiers? Toy Soldiers is a great movie. Yeah, where they take over the school. Yeah, the hostage. You know, that's a very underrated movie. So I told him that I, you know, I I think that a movie should be remade because it would hold up now. I think it could. But B, like I was that age too. I'm like, oh, I would totally defend the castle. You know, uh, I think that'd be a great idea. Well, who else was in that movie? Man, somebody else. I don't know. He's been in some really good movies, and some of them people haven't heard of. Everybody knows him from Lord of the Rings and all that stuff. But Will Wheaton. Was Will in that Wheaton movie? was in that movie. Yeah, that's Lou Gossett Jr. Yes. yes, that's right. Yes, but the star was, of course, Sean Astin. Sean Astin. And now he's got, he's had, I mean, I bet he's just sleeping on piles of money I would think on so. Lord of the Rings. I mean, that alone. I think every single person that's ever worked on that movie is uh, doing really, really well. Yeah. Even like the backup sound guy is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. But well, and just to work with Sean Astin would just be great, too. <laughs> absolutely. What's your favorite Sean Astin uh, film? Oh, I, can, I can go through the filmography if you want. I still have, if you don't mind, you can't. I still have the VHS coffee of, uh, copy of uh, Goonies at home. Really? I really do, and I have a VCR that works, so I'll watch it every once in a while. Rudy? Time. Rudy's up there. Rudy's not a bad movie. I didn't even ask him about Rudy. I'm a tech fan. At the end of that, he beats Georgia Tech. He does. Yeah, he that's does. right. Right. Yeah. Oh, have to take my jersey, coach. <laughs> uh, he was in um, Encino Man. Okay. Which was popular, but I never really liked that movie. <laughs> no. Um, that that Courage matter. Under Fire. Okay. Um, Lord of the Rings, obviously. He was in Fifty First Dates, which I really loved. 
Uh, who was he in 50 He played the brother. Oh, he was of, the brother, yes. like the, the bonehead brother, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, the, he was on steroids. Exactly, the oh, steroid yes, brother. Oh, yes, that's right. Who wore the mesh shirt. And he had was, a lisp and everything? Yeah, yes, exactly. That was hilarious. Yeah. Who uh, knew? Sean yeah, Astin. Big so, time guy. And, and then he got, he got fat in the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, he did. But, he, but he's, mar- he's running marathons now. That's crazy. Good for him. All right. Man, oh, man. You want to hang out for my Steve Martin interview? Uh, absolutely. All right, Steve Martin. Oh, no. Well... Hang on no, for a second. Right. We got one more segment, then Steve Martin. Okay. All right. Uh, Judd Hickenbotham in studio. Steve Martin's coming up. We'll talk more about Sean Astin and Steve Martin uh, on Twitter at Mark Aram. This is the Mark Aram Show. New York to the heart, but got love for all. Lie, die in the fire where I learn the ball. Uptown is the place. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back to the show on this fantastic Friday. Hope you have uh, a great weekend plan. Happy Easter, indeed. Absolutely. What are you doing for Easter, Judd? Uh, I'm showing off my kid to my family Aww. and my wife's family. Every, when you have a kid, that's what everybody wants. They, they want don't want to see you anymore. Hey, just bring the kid over. And I, for the record, even though I came in second yeah. in the Godfather race, you did. I did not. I uh, still haven't met your kid. No, you haven't. Let's see, if I don't think my God, his godfather's met the. the Who is the godfather? It's my wife's brother. I'm oh yeah, that's right, he that's has. Right, yeah. He has met him. No, we gotta. You I gotta, came second to family though in oh, the godfather. Yeah, no, absolutely. Race. Yeah, you're right there. You're first outside of the family. How about that? Does that work? First alternate. Yeah. God forbid something happens to your brother-in-law. You're, you're the skinniest kid. Can I get kid. you on tape saying that? If anything happens to your brother-in-law, uh-huh. God forbid. God forbid. I step in as your your backup. Uh, well, we need to rerun. You know, we have to you know have the whole race again. Whoa! I'm sorry. Seriously? We well, what if it's like ten years from now and you've you've done me wrong by then? I can I, you give know? me eighteen months. Anything happens in the next eighteen All right, months? In the next eighteen months. God forbid. Yeah. Then uh, then yes. Then you're <laughs> I, in. I got to ask you this. Um, so you've got it. How old's your son now? Uh, he's four months. Four months. Yeah. Andrew, named after former WSB traffic reporter Andrew Hammond. Yeah, absolutely. Um, with your schedule, uh, you know, you you work early mornings. You're in here at one a.m. Yeah. What what with a baby like is that good or bad? Your schedule? Oh, it's terrible. It's awful. Well, yeah. I mean, nothing's good for the schedule that yeah. I, that I'm on. But uh, no, it's not terrible. I mean, it's it actually works pretty well because my wife will work till you know two or three in the afternoon, and so I can watch. And we got great family, so we can you know have a babysitter until like one in the afternoon. As you know, we go home and take a nap. I got to take a nap, so yeah. I go home and do that, and then I take over at like one o'clock in the afternoon, knowing twelve hours later I got to get up again. So is your wife? Is she? Don't throw under the bus or anything, but does she understand the difficulties with your schedule? She used to not, and now she kind of does. Okay. I, I swear to you, we do these we, once a week we'll do a story about how if you don't get enough sleep, horrible things happen to you. You get cancer, <laughs> uh, you'll get dementia, and she hears these stories every morning. And so she, all of a sudden now she's saying, you know, you really need to get that you nap get in. Sleep. Like, thank you. Nice. I've been telling you this. She thinks Very I'm cool. a wimp, but no, it's exhausting. I'm going to cut into your sleep time one more segment. Okay. I want you to stick around for Steve Martin. Okay. All right. Steve Martin coming. Yes, that's Steve Martin, the legend. Steve Martin coming up next on the Mark Aram Show. After news, weather, and traffic, this is the Mark Aram Show. Fearless right here. Scott Storch. Yeah, Khaled, I see you. Showbiz born law. I'm WSB's Herman Cain and depend on this. Whenever and wherever there's breaking news, severe weather alert, or a traffic red alert, the WSB 24-hour breaking news center will tell you about it. News 95.5 and AM 750. WSB, depend on it. No animals were harmed during the making of the Mark Aram Show.
in America. Well, it's so good to be born in America Oh, the home of the red, the white, and the blue Joining us now on the show, um, no other way to put it, he is an entertainment icon, a legend. He is Steve Martin. Mr. Martin, thank you so hey. much for coming on the Mark Aram Show. It really is an honor pleasure. and a privilege, sir. My pleasure. and. uh you know, I have I spent a lot of time in Atlanta throughout my life. I played a lot of clubs there, shot movies there, uh, and I'm going to be shooting another movie there uh, soon, um, an Ang Lee movie that's going to be sensational, I think. Yeah, <clears throat> Atlanta's kind of turned into uh, Hollywood of the South. There's a ton of movie stuff going on down here now. Yeah, it's a, well, it's a fabulous place. It really is. Uh, you know, I, I, like I say, I've been, I was there uh, almost at least, Forty-five years ago, doing wow. shows in a in a mall. So, <laughs> uh, a long history there. Yeah, we have a long history of malls here in Atlanta. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so you've got a movie out right now uh, called Home, and uh, you voice the character of Captain Smeck. Is am I pronouncing that right? That's right. That's right. You you speak with the accent very very well. <laughs> it's uh, Captain Smeck, and um, you know it's a. Uh, you know, the reason I'm on the radio, uh, even doing it, because it, one, it opened at number one, and it's such a charming film. It's a family, family animated, and it's in 3D. And I had never seen a 3D animated movie before, uh, uh, and I was knocked out. I, I was just the animation is so beautiful, and the richness of the colors and depth. Uh, it was it was really an amazing experience. Is this is this your first animated movie? Forgive my ignorance. Have you done an animated movie? No, before? I did uh, some voices with Marty Short in a in an animated film called The Prince of Egypt. Okay, Egypt. and it was um, it was for DreamWorks, and, and this is for DreamWorks. So we had a relationship there. The name of the movie is Home. It's a hit movie. It's in theaters now. Uh, doing a, a voice, you know, I, I've done you know some voice work, not obviously uh, a Hollywood movie, but is it, is it difficult? Is it different than I mean, as an actor, how do you approach that? Is it tough to do? No, it's not. It's it's quite joyful experience because as long as you can stay on the mic, you act it out with your body. You know, you're sometimes in order to get to the levels required of an extreme character like Captain Smack, you really have to. Uh, physicalize it, you know, and walk around the room and dance and uh, make gestures. It's it's very much like like uh, acting in a movie, but also, uh, you know, as you're taping it, as you're, they're also rolling videotape, so the animators can look at your body mm -hmm. actions doing certain lines, and they they reproduce things so beautifully. It's it's amazing. But are you are you in a studio by yourself, or do you have other actors going back and forth with you? Uh, rarely do you have the other actors there, uh, but you're with the director who's in the room with you, and and then there's about twenty people behind glass, like uh, you know, the recording studio, and they're the writers and the engineers and the animators, and and so it's a group experience. Talking to Steve Martin, his hit movie uh, Home is now in theaters. He plays Captain Smeck. Uh, it's an animated film. I assume as an actor, one of the benefits of doing an animated film is, you know, unlike maybe Roxanne where you had to sit and get makeup done every every scene, this you can just walk yeah. in off the street and, and boom, you're rolling. That's true. Uh, you hardly have to warm up. and it's, uh, 
Yeah, we always would sit before the, before each session. We would sit and they would show me the, the last work we did animated, and you know, in, in a crude version. And so you could really uh, latch on to the character in a meaningful way because you're seeing it played back to you, which you can't really do in a live action movie. <coughs> Now, do you do you get in a in a movie like this, an animated movie? Do you get some freedom to to ad lib, to to add some lines, to you know, put a little Steve Martin into the character? Yes, absolutely. Uh, we ad libbed a lot and read lines different ways, and you know, on each line there'd be like uh, you know five or six different ways to go with it, and you can really let your mind go because they're just it's just rolling audio tape. You know, it's not costing a fortune. And I would imagine and, your uh, your backup as uh, your history as a stand up comedian helps that you know just coming up with stuff off the cuff and and, and funny stuff that you can interject into a scene. Well, uh, actually, it, I'd like to say yes, but it's more the right my writing experience that helps me come up with uh, you know new lines and fresh ways to look at things. So you know uh, the performance my history of stand up is that. More helps the performance, but the I think my writing history helps the ad libbing. Uh, you know, Robin Williams was he was writing every time he was ad libbing. He wasn't. I, I don't think of him as performing. He's thinking on his feet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? uh, the reason I brought up the uh, the stand up was because uh, I remember probably the first comedy album I ever listened to was yours. And, oh, thank you. And to this day, I, at least once a week, I will mix in a conversation. I said sprocket, not socket, just to, <laughs> just as a, a, to see if people are on the same level as I am. Of, of yeah, that. that was a very uh, esoteric joke. I, I won't explain it. You can explain it off the air <laughs> or something. But, uh, and it's funny how um, a joke that is so abstract is remembered better than a more obvious joke people think about think about it over time you know well i've 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 stolen that many times if i had to give a speech for you know a kiwanis club or whatever and i I say a line that doesn't do anything or falls flat or i do a roast and and i'll just whip that out i said sprocket not socket and then i can (laughs) i can judge the level of intelligence of the uh of the audience so for you sir i thank you for for allowing me to steal that line for these many years uh, Steve Martin uh, joining us now. He is uh, he is Captain Smack. You are Captain Smack. The uh, it's a 3D animated movie. I, I'm going to be honest with you, uh, Steve. I don't think I've ever seen a 3D movie. Period. Let alone an animated 3D movie. You know, I had never seen a 3D animated film. I'd, I'd seen uh, um, was that movie? Was it Avatar? Yeah. And uh, and I, I really enjoyed the 3D. But seeing an animated film in 3D is a real experience. It, I, you know, if I were five years old, I, I, I it would just blow my mind. <laughs> oh, it's just, uh, it's so colorful and rich, and the characters and the expressions of the characters, and get right in there. It's just, it was really beautiful. It was, it was uh, in the old days, we would have said it was like an LSD experience. <laughs> Gorgeous. Absolutely. Well, listen, Steve. Thanks so much for joining us. Best of luck on this. Uh, do you ha- do you have any other? Uh, you said you were filming a movie. Well, anything else coming out we can look forward to? Uh, I'll have a, a musical opening on Broadway uh, in this year, ne- end of this year or next year. Excellent. And is that with Edie Brickell, Yeah. Is it something that you wrote or something you're starring in or both? 
No, I'm not in it. We wrote it. Edie and I wrote, uh, it's called Bright Star, and we wrote it. Edie Brickell of the New Bohemians? That Edie Brickell? Right, exactly. That's amazing. That's fantastic. All right. Uh, well, you have a music. I was going to say, hopefully, she did the songs, but you have a musical background too, so I'm, I'm sure you helped. Yeah, we with both the music. wrote the songs. We, uh, you know, she writes the lyrics, and uh, it's we have a good, good working relationship. We've done a lot. We, we have another album coming out too. But oh, fantastic! That's another issue. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, we'll look forward From to that. Home. And if you're ever in Atlanta, I would love to take you to a mall again and revisit your past. Okay, that'll be great. All right. Deal. Follow him on Twitter, by All the way. Right. It's at Steve Martin to go. Steve, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Bye-bye. There he was, the legend, Steve Martin. I know you're impressed, Judd Higginbotham. I am impressed. I love Steve Martin. He is, he, well, I think he's the biggest celebrity I've ever interviewed. Is he really? Outside of the sports world. Okay. Because it's tough to compare. It's kind of apples and oranges. Yeah. Like, outside of the sports world... I interviewed Billy Crystal once, though. That's mm-hmm. comparable. Who's bigger, Steve Martin or Billy Crystal? That's t- that's very tough. I-, I guess overall, I don't know. Billy Crystal has more. He's got wide variety, I guess. I love Steve Martin, though. I've always loved it. He's He's one of the comedy greats. Let, let's throw that out to, to the uh, listening audience. That's a good question. Who is a bigger star, Steve Martin or Billy Crystal? Tweet at me, at Mark Arum, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. As much, I like Billy Crystal better than Steve Martin. Mm-hmm. Um, You're just, a New York guy. Well, it's just the yeah. stuff he's done. Um, like he's the baseball fan. He mm-hmm. did '61 um, when Harry met Sally. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. He's a little more, you know, Mr. Saturday has, Night. Maybe I wouldn't say more range. I don't think that's very fair to Steve no. Martin. But Steve Martin is. If if I have one, if I need a guy for just a comedy, I'm taking. Steve You're Martin. taking Steve Martin. I think. I think Steve Martin's a bigger star. I do. I I, I I think that. But I like Billy Crystal better, just because his work speaks to me. Not, not that Steve Martin's doesn't. Yeah, um, it's not burying Steve when, Martin. All right, so here, when you think of Steve Martin, what what comes to mind as uh, far as his movie career? Yeah, I think of is Three Amigos. I don't know why. Because <laughs> it was great. Three, yes, because it was awesome. Uh, I love the jerk. I love uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. Love that movie. Um, uh, those are probably the, the three that I can think of. Um, Parenthood, I guess. Yeah. But uh, I love I love Three Amigos. Three Amigos is a great movie. Rank the Three Amigos. Who would you want to see in a movie? Martin Short, Chevy Chase, and Steve Martin. Chevy Chase. Really? Yeah. Uh, Chevy Chase, to me, Fletch. Um, Fletch is fantastic. To me, is one of the greatest movies yeah. of all time. One of my favorite movies of all time. Not greatest. Mm. Let me rephrase that. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, and the one he did with Goldie Hawn, Seems Like Old Times. Yeah. The most underrated movie of all time, Vacation. I think. Vacation. Vacation. Yeah. Chevy Chase, to me, is the dude. That's, like, a, that's he, a pretty good point. Um, and then Martin second, and then Martin Short. Third, I like Martin Short, but yes, he's got to come in. He's got to come in third. There, yeah. I think the more I think about planes, trains, and automobiles, might be my favorite Steve Martin movie. So good. Have you seen it? You've seen it. Oh, right? Of course, yeah. Oh, okay. um, he's been in, just run down. So you mentioned the Jerk, mm-hmm. uh, Three Amigos, Little Shop of Horrors. I never saw oh, that. Yeah. Roxanne, which I mentioned in the interview. Yeah, which was really good. That's a very good planes, movie. trains, and auto. How about this? Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Oh yeah, he's Great very good flick at that. there. Parenthood, My Blue Heaven. Uh huh. Amazing. My Blue Heaven. Um, with, uh, Father of the Bride, yeah, yes. with Rick Moranis. Father of the Bride, um, and then stuff I have never seen. Bring It Down the House, Cheaper by the Dozen, Cheaper by the Dozen Two, Pink Panther, um, Big Year, which is oh, I should ask him about Big Year. I never saw it's that. a it's a newer movie, 2011. He stars with Jack Black, and they're birders. Like really? they, their hobby is birding, like going to see birds. <laughs> and I love the movie. It's a cute little movie. 
I didn't ask him about that. Son of a biscuit. Oh, hey, what's wrong with you? I don't know. I'm tired, man. That's the problem. <laughs> I interview these guys, but I'm tired. Uh, and, and Saturday Night Live. His stuff on Saturday Night Live was, was great. I don't even know how... He uh, was never on the cast. Do you know that? Was he not, really? He was always just a guest host. I guess he was. Yeah, he was the wild and crazy guy. He yeah, was he was. A, as, I didn't know that. As I a host, he was a, yeah. Wow, I thought he was like an early cast member like Chevy Chase. Teach that to your quick. son. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Little nugget. You wow. Know. Kid. Andrew Hammond uh, Jr. Uh, yeah. Steve Steve Martin was never on the cast of SNL. All right. Um, come back and let's talk Steve Martin a couple okay, more minutes. All right. Judd Higginbotham in studio, Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show uh, on Twitter. Yeah, that's me. At Mark Aram, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. Judd's on Twitter, but he never tweets, so don't worry about it. This is the Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back to the Mark Aram Show, Friday edition. Judd Higginbotham here. So, just to recap, Judd Higginbotham from Atlanta's Morning News with Scott Slade. Uh, the three guests I've had tonight, Sean Astin, yes. Steve Martin, Judd Higginbotham. I mean, that's that's high cotton you're that running really, in right there, my friend. I was friend. about to say, you're really hurting for an extra guest here, to have me Here's on. what I wanted to ask you. All right, so we were talking about biggest celebrity interviews. Yeah. Who's the biggest celebrity you've ever interviewed? You've been uh, in the radio business for quite a long time now. Yeah, I have. you have um, any big names on that? Uh, I would have to, I'd have to put Bobby Cox at the top of that list. Yeah, I know, but he's an Atlanta guy. No, absolutely. You know? But uh, Bobby Cox, fantastic, uh, fantastic interview. Um, I don't know if, uh, no, I haven't told this story on your show. Uh, have you ever heard the story about Tony and Shivani and I Mm-mm. calling a, a Gwinnett Braves game? Okay. Uh, we had Bobby Cox on. Bobby said, "Oh yeah, I remember you." You know, he, I'd met him a couple of times. He's the nicest guy in the world. For an entire inning. Oh, yes, I do remember this story. For an entire inning. Fantastic. He, uh, he called me Chuck. <laughs> Tony Schiavone said, hey, this is uh, Judd Hickenbotham. And he said it kind of fast. I said, oh, I remember you. And I think he called me Chuck at that moment. That was down in batting you know, batting cage before the game. Yeah. So then during the broadcast, we have him on. He called me Chuck for an entire inning. I I could I did not have I, I couldn't tell him. So do my you think he thought you were Chuck Oliver? Maybe I don't know. Like what I, other? Chuck no, might, yeah, I look exactly like Chuck. What Oliver. other Chuck out there would it be? I don't know. I don't even look like a Chuck. No, I look you don't. Nothing near a Chuck. But he called me Chuck. Tony Schiavone. I've never seen his his face was so red because he wanted to laugh so bad. Yeah. Day, and he couldn't. <laughs> it, he knew I was I was nervous before. I said, Oh my god, we're gonna have Bobby Cox yeah, on for yeah. a whole inning. Oh my, this is great. I had my like my That's whole family awesome. listen. And he called me Chuck the whole time. That's, I wish, do we have the audio of that? Yes, I have it. Oh my God. All right. Uh, Next Friday on the Mark Aram Show. I want you to bring (laughs) that in. Please. (laughs) That is amazing. So, yes, that's probably my best. Bobby's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby's not. Sports wise, I I think, and you can be the judge of this, I've interviewed, to me, it was big. I was in college, Don Mattingly. That's a big one. That was huge. I've been nervous for two interviews Don Mattingly in college, Greg Maddox at spring training. I was nervous for both of them. Really? Yeah. Nice, because yeah, I that's, I love Greg Maddox. Greg I mean, Maddox is great, and he's yeah. a good interview if you get him kind of yeah, on the right. He was day. really good. Yeah. Um, I interviewed Whitey Ford. Okay, um, who had the dirtiest mouth of any person I've ever. <laughs> he make he would make Jennifer Griffey's blush. Really? That's how. That's that how. Takes a lot. Yeah. I don't think that's possible. Yeah, it's possible. Wow. Um, in the sports world. Yeah, I think that, uh, Bobby Cox is up there, though. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. he's so nice, though. It's tough to you couldn't be ner- you can't ner- be nervous interviewing Bobby you Cox. Can't. And I, I know I thought for years like yeah, everybody talks about how nice he is, but you know he always had you always see him on TV that grumpy look like he can't be that nice. He is he is totally. absolutely not. he's your grandfather. Yeah, is he, what he is. He is all right. Good stuff. Speaking of uh, Bobby Cox and the Braves, I got some Braves tickets to give away, Judd. Nice. Uh, oh, not to me. Okay. Here we go. Let's do seventh caller to four zero four. 
872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I've got a four-pack of Braves tickets opening week, family four-pack of tickets. You get 755 club access, and you'll see the Braves take on the Marlins April 15th at Turner Field. Seventh caller to 404-741-0750 wins the uh, prize pack. Um, and get your opening week tickets today at Braves.com. Buy early to get the best seats. Judd, thanks for joining us. No problem. Buddy. News, Thank weather, and traffic uh, coming up next on Twitter at Mark Aram, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. On Facebook, Mark Aram WSB. And Instagram, Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.